is on Radio 191 FM. This is the news on Radio 1 Te Reo Irerangi Kotai for Friday, the 23rd of April. Ko Seneina Tenei. Auckland University spent $44 million on redundancies as a result of COVID 19 pandemic. Auckland University's financial expenditure for 2020 included $44 million for voluntary redundancies, which included 300 staff members. Similar redundancies happened at Massey, Canterbury, Victoria, Lincoln and AUT universities, with Otago University claiming it made no cuts at all to staff. The Tertiary Education President, Tina Smith, said that these cuts are huge and it is the most experienced researchers who are leaving. Smith criticised New Zealand universities for making, quote, poor management decisions. Tina also believed that over time domestic enrolments would increase and balance out the money that had been lost. Auckland University has benefited from international student fees in the past. Last year, the attendance of international students dropped due to COVID-19. Auckland's annual report showed that they received three million less from international students than they did in 2019. However, they received 6 million more from domestic students and 10 million more in government grants and $40 million in donations. Auckland, alongside Canterbury and Massey Universities, were able to record surpluses for the year, yet Victoria University's report suggested that they were in a 6.9 million deficit. The South Dunedin community has been known to be the most exposed to sea level rising in the country, and experts say that a collaborative adaptation plan needs to be made to protect those who are most vulnerable. University of Otago Philosophy, Politics and Economics Program Director Lisa Ellis told Radio 1 that there are a lot of decisions that need to be made and these decisions need to be made collectively. Dunedin residents have been meeting with experts over the last two years over the threats to flooding. Experts speaking at the Geoscience Annual Conference in November in 2020 stated that guidelines still need to be put in place to ensure that the public are safe to live in their homes near the coastline. On June 3, 2015, South Dunedin saw one of its largest floods, experiencing a month's worth of rain in about seven hours. By the end of the day, there had been 142 millimetres of rain in just 24 hours. The amount of water damage was extreme, with sewage leakage into many homes and businesses. At the start of 2020, and following into this year, there has been research into flooding in South Dunedin. Scientists studying groundwater have discovered that ongoing monitoring of tides is needed to ensure a big flood doesn't happen so quickly again. The scientists have confirmed that the water is not moving rapidly, giving the community time to work together and come to decision on what to do next. The Dunedin City Council has budgeted $35 million to spend on the flood reduction in South Dunedin area over the next decade. An Otago Regional Council meeting for data and information will be held on June the 9th. There intends to be discussion about the groundwater quality state of environment for Otago as this report has been received by the Council. In this week's global news, the United States has vowed to cut its emissions by 50% before 2030. Joe Biden has called upon the world to overcome this existential crisis of our time, climate change. Yesterday was the celebration of Earth Day. British newspaper The Guardian reported on the virtual gathering which gathered more than 40 world leaders to discuss the Climate Action Summit. 
The Climate Action Summit was a theme established by the UN in 2019 and aims to reduce greenhouse gases and prevent the mean global temperature from rising more than 1.5 degrees. The summit is the first of a series of gatherings that will take place before the UN climate talks in Scotland later this year. Biden stressed that time is short and the planet is dangerously heating. He announced the US will reduce greenhouse gas emissions by between 50 and 52% by 2030, based on the 2015 greenhouse gas levels, hopefully leading to zero emissions by 2050. Biden called on the member nations to do their part. The countries that take decisive action now to create the industries of the future will be the ones that reap the economic benefits of the clean energy boom that's coming. Climate change remains an important issue for young people in Aotearoa. Otago student Finn Baker believes that this course of action is... I think it's good that they're starting to make commitments like this towards climate change, but I'll be more happy once we actually start to see things, real real changes happen rather than just pledges that another president or whatever could back out of, like, like when Trump did for the Paris Agreement. New announcements came from some countries, with Japan stating that it will slash emissions 46% by 2030, based on their 2013 levels. Canada upped its goal with a 45% reduction of emissions by 2030. South Korea is committed to not financing any more overseas coal projects. Now let's head to the weather in Otepote. The Radio 191 FM weather. Hi, my name's Bridget. I'm a student from Otago and the weather for today is going to be a high of 19 with a low of 9 with high cloud and light winds.